0: welcome to wrts we run this station the f1 podcast channel presented by uninterrupted this is another edition of film study the podcast getting you ready for the theater instead of the gridiron i'm spencer pasinger and i'm here with my guy dame Mork.
1: Yo, guys, thanks for tuning in. Remember to uh, follow us on social. Spencer's handle is at Paysinger, again, no vowels, and at Dane Mork. And you can find Film Study Pod at Film Study Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. And uh, you'll see right now, we have a competition on Twitter. Prizes include the Avengers Blu-ray, original Avengers 2012, original. and Avengers Endgame tickets. So you can start at the top and finish at the bottom. So <laughs> However you want to do it.
0: Absolutely. Please subscribe to Rerun This Station and rate us five stars. And let's dive right into it. Matt, what you got for us today?
1: Well, guys,
2: I talked to my good friend, yep. LeBron James. <laughs> Dope. and My boss. The boss. My guy, my, guy, my boss. The um, boss. And he said that we got to change up the format a little bit of okay. film study. Now, okay. we're recording on a Tuesday, dropping on a Wednesday. Now, this is going to be something that we're doing every single week. And he was like, we need to change the format up because you know, this is a long play for Space Jam 2. Yep. Right? Right. A- and that way, so what we're going to be doing, basically the format is that at the top of the show, we're still going to have this kind of topical conversations, something like the hot takes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the second part of the show, and this these next two segments are kind of the meat, uh, the second part of the show will be us prepping The listeners on the next movie coming out this week. Yes, we are taking the literal definition (laughs) of film study, and we are getting you ready. We're doing the prep work. We're doing the research. So I hope you guys came prepared. So they don't have to. I mean,
0: exactly. If you if you've lived under a rock and haven't touched sports your entire life, film study the term film study is before a game. You're prepping to potentially win the game. Mm -hmm. After the game, you're still watching film to correct any mistakes. So that's what we're doing with the podcast right now, is giving you the tools to go into the theater, having some baseline of what you are expecting to see, and at the end, we're going to review the movie that we saw. Sports exactly,
2: Bones. and that is a great segue into that last section, right? And that is the, the recap of last week's movie that we talked about on the prep is now going to be on the recap side, on the back end. Right and yes. and so this week since we didn't have a, a movie that we prepped last week we're going to do uh, Detective Pikachu as the recap on the end a, f- a spoiler filled review yes uh, and recap of Detective Pikachu Pokemon and before <laughs> that we're gonna get you ready for everything you need to know before you watch John Wick Chapter Three Parabellum Parabellum Let's go, Let's go. yeah.
1: We're let's dive
0: at? in, but, but let's dive into it. Let's dive. What, what's been happening? I know we we recorded last Thursday. Yeah,
1: it's kind of a quick turnaround. Dropped
0: the episode on Friday, so we're recording on a Tuesday right not now. Not
1: much news. Not much no. news. No, not, not a lot. There news. was something interesting that happened today, though, on the Bond set. What happened? If you guys read about this,
2: so yes, I did. Uh, okay. So I've got it right here. Um, so Bond twenty five shooting right now. Um, they suspended filming after Daniel Craig suffered an ankle injury from a fall <laughs> while sprinting on the set in Jamaica oh, last fuck. week.
0: <laughs> Why are we laughing? Why are we <laughs> laughing, laughing at just, this?
1: He just probably took a tumble.
0: <laughs> See, the the one problem that I have with this is obviously like, if you fall, like that happens. We, we get it. Stunts, you know, whatever. But this speaks to the long line of action stars being like 45, 50 years old. Like, Liam Neeson and Taken is like 60 years old as an action star. Like I know. Denzel Washington in, uh, what's the movie where he's like a dad shopping at Costco and ends up like killing Equalizer? everybody? Equalizer? Equalizer, yeah. yeah. He,
1: they did two of those. <laughs> he goes back to Costco. But
0: like why, why does Hollywood get to a point where it's like the Tom Cruise's, Liam Neeson, Denzel Washington – how are they 50-plus years old, and now they are action heroes? And you're not wrong. Why is that happening? one
1: of our focal points of this very pod is Keanu Reeves, who's a 54-year-old action <laughs> star now. But for Bond, I mean, yeah, Daniel Craig, is in. he's in Jamaica filming the final scenes for uh, Bond 25, which has actually been in development hell for quite some time. Danny Boyle dropped out. He was the original director because of creative differences with the Broccoli family, I guess. And so they delayed the production. So there's just been a bunch of things holding this this sucker up. And now it's released, it's supposed to be released on in April 2020, I believe April eighth. And it's it's got a kick-ass cast. Uh Rami Malik's playing the villain, yeah. which I think's badass. He'll be great. Yeah. Um but just puts it on hold. They were supposed eyes. to shoot in the UK next week and now they had to cancel everything they're doing at Pinewood. So sorry, Daniel Craig. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bummer. Um, I mean I'm still hyped for Bond. I just, you know, it it that was the big news and it, just because the trouble with this production has just Kept, kept well it's like going. tom
0: cruise in the, in the last mission impossible yeah. he got injured and they had to postpone yeah and there was a movie where somebody died on set i believe was it was it mission impossible when a, a stuntman died uh, it might it, it might, might have
1: been, been it might have been mission, impossible. Have been mission yeah, impossible yeah yeah i think it was um but we'll have to check on that but i know a lot of these injuries have kind of just happened with these older men <laughs> trying to like like jump a train or like you know fight someone you know like oh i don't need a double so you know Sorry to hear that, Daniel Craig. I'm sure the movie will be badass. It, it's
0: probably a cool story, though. Like, hey, I, you know, I fell running on set in Jamaica.
2: Do you have any cool yeah.
0: injury stories like that? Hmm. I mean, <laughs> this sounds funny, but we're going to go there. Fuck it. Okay. We're in it. So my senior year at Oregon, mm-hmm. uh, pulling guard actually cut me and ended up, like, hyperextending my gooch. Holy. Oh, this Lord. sounds weird it sounds very weird but i literally thought everything down there got like split open oh my god <gasps> and the trainers like the trainers said we're everyone's space like, right now just... you kind of have to like treat yourself because just out of respect like we're not going down there so for like two weeks i had to treat myself like go into a room and massage ice like all that myself you guys should see the faces in this room right now because they're like, what the fuck? It's not like I wanted to do I it. I just
2: feel bad <laughs> for that <laughs> Like, it's just a, like, I feel you. Like, oh I felt my that God. When, you, when you said that, I
0: felt it. You,
1: you also are, just said
0: the word gooch. That's the buzzword of the oh episode. My God.
1: <laughs> but uh, shout, like, out,
0: shout out to Casey Matthews, who I played with at Oregon. He uh, spent uh, a few years in league, but he never lets me forget about that moment of me potentially hyperextending. He, like, maybe even like tearing my gooch. I'm. This is know. this is like therapy right now for us, so. Oh, my God. Please accept me right now. No, we do when
2: we <laughs> feel for you. It's empathy. What you're seeing on our faces is empathy. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> I don't think so, Dave. I don't you think like, you have empathy oh right God. now. Oh, God. I've been like, shit, you're cringy. you
1: <laughs> No, the only thing I got close to that is I was, I legit have not grown since like freshman year of high school. It's crazy. So I was always big than a lot of kids and when I was in elementary, which is ironic now, but like, when I was in elementary school, we weren't allowed to play football because I tripped over some kid and just basically snapped his leg in half. And they said, Oh, you can't play football uh, anymore. It's too dangerous. Someone's <laughs> going to get really badly hurt. And I'm like, Fine. And then the next day, we go play basketball and I slip on a rock and crack my tibia in half. <laughs> and then the nurse told me to walk it off. So, <laughs> Silver Spring Elementary, I'm looking at you. <laughs> I don't know if that has anything to do, but it put my life on hold. You're like Andrew
0: weeks. Garfield in Spider Man, where he's like Legit. waking up to his powers and he's like smashes the clock and like, Fucking rips his faucet in oh, half. Like.
1: My, it was pretty much that scene. Um, you peaked
0: in high school. Right? I peaked in real. high school, 100. <laughs> percent
1: But a lot of people did. But you know, it, it. I just can't. I'll never forget the nurse telling me to walk that off. <laughs> so, anyways,
2: the dumbest injury I had was in eighth grade, and it was kind of solidified me not playing any other sports. It was we were playing tackle football, no pads, like on a Saturday. Normal. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just what we did in this Maine. Couple did. Just what Dude's what you do did. in Maine when you're bored. Yeah, yeah. And. Uh, This kid, his nickname was Tool, just came, like, went way, and he went went way too hard and and tackled me and gave me this contusion that was, like, in between my quad and my hamstring. Good word. And I couldn't get into a catcher's crouch again, and I was (laughs) like, okay, that's, like, it. Like, like I'm done doing anything else besides baseball. So was
0: his name Tool before, like, Tool became a derogatory term towards bros?
2: No. That that was so it. like he's it, like your first. He was really smart. Like he was book smart. He was ah. very book smart and just. Did you common have,
1: sense wise? Did you have a friend nickname like that? No, I don't we, think we had. Hmm. We had a we had a friend. His last name was Chody, so everyone called him Chode his whole life. And I <laughs> swear to God, man, he didn't give a shit. I saw his day, Rody. I mean, Rody that's could that have been very head? different in Avengers. <laughs> oh, and Jody. Jody. Oh man. We but well, hey, we got we're totally yeah.
2: we're totally nailing these segments right now. I'm gonna say LeBron's gonna listen to this. He's gonna be pumped. He's gonna be like, we talked about the Gooch, we talked about Jody and Tool, and we're like perfect. We're good. And he's like, all right, you guys hit all three. So <laughs> that was fun. Let's uh, let's get into the prep now. Let's do yeah. it. Let's get the listeners ready for John Wick Chapter Three Parabellum. Hmm
0: dive into Mm, it let's let's do it it. people keep asking if i'm back and i haven't really had an answer but now yeah i'm thinking i'm back
2: for those of you don't know john wick chapter three parabellum here's the log line after killing a member of the international assassins guild super assassin john wick is on the run now with a 14 million dollar price tag on his head (laughs) You guys, we saw the first two. We did. We watched them in preparation for this pod. So what do you guys got real quick on overall thoughts?
0: My overall thoughts with this is when you're watching this movie, pay attention to the gunfighting. Because I've read articles about how literally like tactical people that have been in the Army, Marines or whatnot, they go into these movies not expecting the best thing, not expecting the best gunfighting and and tactical philosophies that – the army, the military, like they go through yeah, throughout okay. the world. Mm-hmm. So it's similar to how athletes, once you retire from the game, you don't like to watch the sport that you played because you can't take your mind off of dissecting the game.
1: Right. So, so I've been
0: reading. I've been reading a bunch of articles of how these these guys that have tactical pass, they went into the movie not expecting much, but they came away with it being like that was actually really on cue with what we had to go through. Really? From, uh-huh. holding, from holding the gun to maneuvering to sectioning through the house, yeah. the takedowns, everything. They say Keanu Reeves got it right when it came to this. And
1: it's a very particular way he kind of holds that gun. He, he's got two hands on it and he just angles it almost like uh, back and forth. You yes. know, and he kind of turns it around. It's it's a very uh, different way of of gunfighting, at least in what I've seen in action movies. Absolutely. But it's
2: real, right? And that's and mm-hmm. that's kind of the thing is that when you people's perception of realness it, it doesn't or people's perception of what gunfighting is doesn't normally match up with the the actual thing that you, no. you would see. No, it, but it, you kind of see that in sports movies too, right? Yeah, is, is that. You, when you're watching like baseball movies, that's the the worst. You can just always tell when they're not throwing 97 miles an hour, right? <laughs> yeah. But but that's what
0: you guys helped out on on set, right? Yeah. On, absolutely. On All American, yeah. absolutely. And and authenticity's
1: you know it's that's very
0: important. You know what's funny, and and this is this is actually hilarious. So in the movie Keanu, yeah, Ke, Keanu Reeves actually plays the voice of the cat Keanu. It's the best. But in ever. terms of holding the gun. Right before they're about to dive into the world, Jordan Peele and Michael Keegan Key are scared because one of the guys literally cocks his gun sideways. Gun. And he's like, oh my God, he turns his gun sideways. Like, <laughs> he's real about it. it but that's a, the that's a thing when it comes to like tactical maneuvers is they say when you're, when you're putting your gun sideways, like, it's not necessarily the best way of shooting a gun, but somehow John Wick gets away with it. But hey, he looks it, right? He looks is,
1: composed almost. He, he knows like, what he's he, doing. It's, it's like a methodical way of like, boom, boom. <laughs> Boom. And he like just he like turns his body just like he doesn't look frantic. He yeah. doesn't
0: look, you know, he doesn't
1: overextend.
0: You're talking about I mean, something not, that that's something that I love about Last He doesn't overextend.
1: Last week has been pretty John Wick, Wick heavy and prepared at, <laughs> preparing for this. third What month, I so. love is, is
2: Spencer never gets Keegan Michael Key's name right on this podcast. It's Keegan
0: Michael Key, right? You said
2: Michael
1: Keegan Key. Fuck. He, you <laughs> have, I apologize. Yeah.
0: Michael Keegan Key. I
1: hope you run into him in public. I'm gonna just call And him you're like, hey,
0: okay. <laughs> I'm going to call him, him keegan
1: Keys. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? What? What's <laughs> up, Magooch? <laughs> that guy just called me Keegels. <laughs> um, anyways, I, I mean, obviously you need to see John Wick 1 and 2, I mean, if, if you want to understand this. But to me, you know, other than gunfighting, I'm a big Keanu Reeves fan. Yes. Like, for me, like, Point Break was everyone and at least – uh, like the South Bay's shit. Like everyone loved it. It was a cool surf movie. Like, you know, Johnny Utah. I mean, everything about that. He's a that. staple. He's he a, he is, is a staple, staple. you know, In, like the Matrix culture. movies, which I know you love. Yes. Like all these things, like people who don't know Keanu for when he was Keanu. I mean, this guy was on top of the game. I mean, he's gotten a shitload of raz- a Razzies, <laughs> but, and a couple MTV Kiss Awards, but uh, you know, he's done movies like Speed, um, yeah. you know, all the Matrix tr- trilogies. Um 47 Ronin I mean all of these you know building up to John Wick and John Wick kind of brought him back into the centerfold and it's kind of hard to do that right now in this day and age considering the Marvel and you know Star Wars juggernauts that are kind of overseeing this action adventure play and for him to pop out a pretty badass trilogy so far um as a 50 foot four-year-old you know (laughs) I'm using quotes washed up (laughs) actor at one point I'm I'm all for it and uh point break too
0: well, for me, like, and this is when we're talking about film studies. We want to give you tangible things that you can go and watch yeah. before you see John Wick. And, and if you haven't seen the first two, we highly suggest that you watch the first two before watching the third one. But if you don't want to do it, like, hopefully, sitting in on this podcast, listening to us for this hour will give you enough prep to go into it. Like, yeah. I want to spend some time talking about dir- the director because the director has a pretty cool past. Yeah. If you want to dive into it, like, let's go.
1: Yeah, and let's I mean, it. before we do, I mean, I will say too to. For Keanu, sleeper, go watch Constantine. Yes, Constantine is a dope movie. It's got that you know kind of whole vibe of what John Wick kind of does, and just you know, he's on the run, he's moving a lot, and it's he's, he's got that suit. Yeah, it's 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 a good film. It's underrated. So yeah, I think
0: just spending some time on the director. So the director's name is Chad uh, Staleski. St- yes, what did I, I? I will guarantee I will fuck up a name every single episode. I'm about to mess one so up gonna pretty gonna soon. It. Stilesky. Stilesky. Yeah. So the director of John Wick is John Stileski. And he's somebody that has he's paid his dues in Hollywood. Like he was somebody that he got his first big break doing or not big break, but he was a stunt double on Bloodsport 3. Like Mm -hmm. like bare minimum, probably like a two, three million dollar budget movie, upwards to the point where he worked so much that he got to be the stunt double for Brandon Lee and The Crow. That was his first big stunt. That was in 1994. Yeah. After Brandon Lee passed away. They said they couldn't find anybody else that could recreate Brandon Lee's movements his his expression so he actually did a lot of reshoots for The Crow. Yeah. Now fast forward to the to the early 2000s he teamed up with Keanu Reeves and became Keanu Reeves stunt uh, stunt double in The Matrix.
2: Yeah. He was the stunt coordinator for the whole trilogy too.
0: He was he for that first. He was for the first one. He was a stunt double, but then for the second two, he became the the stunt coordinator. Gotcha. Because I guess he had such a great relationship with Keanu Reeves, and they trusted him for it. Yeah. Which I think is dope. To the point where fast forward to John Wick, however many years ago it came out, it's dope that he's now taking the helm. Well, he then took the helm of John Wick and has given us the. Well, for the most well, part, two solid action movies. Because he's done this shit in his sleep. Yeah. Like, he's
1: done this a million times, and and I, I always, you know, I love seeing that. You s- it was interesting. In the first movie, he co-directed it with David Leach, and David yeah. Leitch, uh, off of John Wick, got the Deadpool 2 job. Yes. And so, you know, he went over there, so now Stileski, I, sorry if I'm butchering that, he solely did John Wick 2, and I actually like John Wick 2 better than the first one. Really? Yeah. I'm... I'm one of the few, but I I I did really enjoy it, and I think he, he's a cool success, Hollywood success story in his own right. Yeah, and just knowing that you know he spent so much time on set and watching these, you know, observing these, you know, creatives do their thing, and he's at the top of his game in the stunt world. So like merging those two spaces, I mean, he's killing it.
0: I think it's dope that our generation. You know, I'm I'm 30 years old. You're 31 years old. Matt, you're you have a baby face. 30, Twenty-eight. You're 28. 28. <laughs> but for us that, you know, we're approaching our we either in or approaching our 30s, we know Keanu Reeves as from point break. Yeah. From Constantine, the best. from you know, Bill and Ted. That might actually be a little bit older than us, but like we still remember him in that light. Still the best. To the point where like his his calling card right now is matrix for us. But for kids coming up in the world today. Keanu Reeves is John Wick.
1: Right. Funny, funny story. When we were starting All-American and we were working with our writer, April, we, she said, what, you know, what would be a good football movie to watch yeah. before we get going? And we were like, if you want to get characters down in that world, go watch re- The Replacements Amazing. where Keanu Amazing. played that quarterback, Shane Falco. Shane Falco. <laughs> but uh, that was just a fun little tidbit.
2: Well, another thing about the, the kids today, kind of knowing who Keanu is being John Wick, I think that has a lot to do with Fortnite.
0: Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. They had that skin. Yeah. They had
2: that Fortnite skin, yeah. the John Wick skin, and everyone's like, oh, it's John Wick. That was like you were a badass yeah. if you were wearing the John Wick skin in Fortnite.
0: Well, it's it's so dope him as a character because he's literally just wearing like a bulletproof suit. Like he, there's no crazy armor, he doesn't have a bunch of tactical shit, like goggles on. He's just a guy with a finely tailored suit just wreaking havoc, which he, I love. He like rewatching these films recently. He
1: fucking goes through the ringer, man. <laughs> like, this guy gets the living he gets shit kicked out of him. And so, you know, the stakes are up in the third, mm-hmm. just off the two. So, like, I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do next with it.
0: I'm with it. I'm with it. But also, there's like, there's an NBA tie when it comes to John Wick 3.
2: There is. So, uh, what's actually happening right now as we're recording is the NBA lottery. So, we have no idea how that turns out. <laughs> uh, but what we do know. Is that uh, Philadelphia seventy six or Center Boban Majanovic? Majanovic? Is that Ooh. how I, Maj- God, I there's uh,
0: see? I told you today. I was gonna mess up a word. I'm calling a hard uh, a hard uh, a right there. Mar- Mar- Majanovic. Majanovic.
1: Mar- Mar- Majan. What's a hard a sound like? Gonna... Majan.
0: Majanovic. Isn't it just a a. Yeah, it's Marjanovic. <laughs> oh, okay,
1: Marj-
2: Marjanovic. <laughs> Sure.
0: Clearly, we need lessons with Boban Grant. Marjanovic. Okay. Okay. Uh,
2: Bob. Boby. That's what I normally Bopes. call him. Tell us Bopes. more about Bob. Uh, so he's actually going to be in this movie. Mm, that's he dope. he's making a cameo as one of the henchmen. That's dope. Um, he actually just wrapped up uh, his season with the 76ers. They just uh, yeah. They. Just, they just it. Just,
1: uh, uh, yeah. Sorry, anybody from Philadelphia listening. Oh yeah.
2: God. It's, that was heartbreaking. But, uh, <laughs> but so those photos were uh, dope. But <laughs> I want to know what, who are some other athletes um, that you think would make really good henchmen or ah, villains? Mm, okay, okay.
0: okay. Okay. Let me think. I got it. I got it. I got as as it. As long as they don't okay. come find me. I'll start this off. I'll Punch start this off. Face. So, Toy Story 4 is coming out, correct?
1: Mm-hmm. Accurate. Ah. Toy Story 4 is
0: coming out, what, end of this month? Next month? I think it's June. Yes. So the one thing that Tor- that makes Toy Story so great is they bring some pretty notable characters into these fun-sized dolls. June twenty-first. June twenty-first. Yes. They bring these known characters into these fun-sized dolls, and they go on these adventures together. And literally, Toy Story three made me cry. Yeah. The last 100%, scene where they me too. don't know that it's going to happen. Yeah. But now they're turning into that era where it's like there can be a villain. A toy can now be a villain. Imagine Dwayne the Rock Johnson in a Stretch Armstrong toy. With like a Donald Trump aura of him, like extra tan skin, Ooh. the fucking like butter yellow hair, and he's a fucking bodybuilder, kind of that like, Johnny
1: Bravo look, yeah, But like, like a, a stretchman, kind of like oh and my like god, the, it's the, just a amazing. notorious douchebag. Bro,
0: The Rock would kill uh, a Stretch Armstrong as like a villain in whatever it is. You know I'm what? what it, you know what?
1: Toy Story did really good too. Is they uh, for any kids that grew up in the uh, watching those? That was the first time for me. Where remember when the kid Sid he like puts the baby head on the spider yeah. and then you you think it's mean the whole time yeah. and you're like oh like i remember being kind of young and being like oh that's nice yeah. he's nice and then in toy story three what <laughs> happens the the bear the pink bear turns into the biggest dickhead in the room <laughs> so uh for me though say so it looked like a rock's head. rock's a good call i mean i came out of nowhere don't you just don't you just think mcgregor would be just like He's Kyle the obvious Becker, henchman, yeah, right? Yeah. Boondock Saints Three, Boondock Saints Three, or like <laughs> he's wearing a suit. He's got like some kind of like MacGuffin or jewelry. He like he's always, I, I don't know. Yeah. He's just I look at him and I'm just like, yeah, I could I could picture that. Kind of like when uh, George St Pierre, yeah, uh, did a cameo um, in Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. And all he did was he came in, got the shit kicked out of him, put up a little bit of a good fight. Had like four words, and that was it. And McGregor could come in, looks menacing, goes crazy. He's got veins popping out of his
0: neck. Yo, he's got to have in his contract at least like hundred and fifty, like fucks, like fuck, fucking. Yeah, it's got to be
1: rated yeah. R. Fuck, dude. Yeah, he easily. might
0: take over the film though. Like I, I would watch a franchise with him as action star. He could be in Hands Viking. Down. He could, yeah, he could, do, he could do a lot of
1: things. I mean, Hands that down. facial hair alone, he looks a little, <laughs> a little
2: crazy. Right, what you got? All right, John Wick Chapter Three: Parabellum. Is there anything else we want to prep our listeners on right now?
0: I think we're good. I think we I think we tied it up, right? I
2: think I think we did a solid job. I think solid we stuck job. the landing. LeBron is gonna be pumped. It's a classic <laughs> about dog <this>. revenge story. <laughs> and now let's get into that recap section Ooh. of Detective Pikachu.
1: Let's
0: dive in. Pikachu. I fucking loved this movie.
1: Yeah, I, you I did. I loved it. Yeah, you did.
0: Overall thoughts of it. It was a great intro into this world, into the world of Pokemon. Growing mm-hmm. up, I played Pokemon Blue yellow, red, silver, gold, all of it. I had a neon. Are there uh, more than that? There's more than that. Absolutely, there's more than that. That was what I I had a neon uh, Game Boy Color.
1: Yeah. And my
0: parents can tell you days went by and you could not take me off of that thing. So to walk into a theater, and the theater, it wasn't filled by any means. I just saw it a couple days ago. But there's maybe about 15, 20 people in there, and they were all around my age. You can just tell visually, like yep. you're probably like between 28 and 35 or so. So you're watching this movie because you were me back then, 10, 15 years ago, being that 12, 13-year-old kid just fucking going hard to try to get Mewtwo, trying to get Mewtwo. And the fact that Mewtwo was even in the movie was fucking dope. So it, it was definitely nostalgia ultra for me. It was something that I appreciated and I, I loved it
1: we talked last week about for just a quick second about how like when you see a movie with someone else that like you know you get a different you know kind of vibe yeah you know you feel things and i I have not been a huge Pokemon fan yeah but going into that film with Spencer and hearing the crowd react to certain things yeah. that was incredible and for me as as kind of a new guy in the room, they made that film accessible for me yeah. And, you know, that's what I like the most about it. And it, it I, I get it now, you know, I, I get what Pokemon is about. I kind of understand yeah. more. And even seeing some of the, like, I, I know who Pikachu is, I know who Bulbasaur is, like a few of them and you kind of see them pop by and that was fun.
0: I mean, you leaned over in the, in the middle of the movie and asked like, are a lot of these Pokemon like recognizable to you? I said, well, I know the first sort of two generations of Pokemon, then they kind of go off the Richter with right. the iterations that came to be. But
1: there's a shitload in the movie.
0: The fact that there's, there was a shitload in the movie, hands down, yeah. probably hundreds. They still didn't touch maybe 50 or 60% of the original like two generations of Pokemon. So they can take this any direction they want, which I'm excited for. Like it was a high point for me to see Snorlax snoring in the middle, <laughs> in the middle okay. of the street. Yeah, the yeah.
2: world building was amazing. In it this, was amazing. Right? I so, yeah. This was
0: something that I actually I want to go watch it a second time because this is one of the movies I I probably wouldn't have gone a second time to see it. Yeah. But the more and more I think about it, there are so many little intricate things that I actually think they pulled from like the MCU where they're throwing stuff in the background. It, yeah. It's that sign you know in the corner that has like Cerulean City, which you, is a city. Yeah. Hmm. It was like a water city in the game. And you knew that you could potentially find like a Gyarados. It's thing.
1: acknowledging that bigger world.
0: Exactly. Uh-huh. So I, I definitely want to go back and watch a second time just to catch all the little tiny things that came to, you know, make up what I know to be Pokemon.
1: And you know, people are gonna go like that opening scene in Rhyme City when he first goes there. You know, you can freeze that scene and probably pick you know pick that apart yeah. all day because there's Pokemon just going left and right, popping, popping by. Yeah. And you know, to me, that we talked about the trailer on early on in one of the early pods, and it sold me. And getting into that film now and seeing it come to life, like that's some of the most like
0: the I don't know if it's incredible, the coolest CGI I've seen any movie do. Yeah. Um, it made it look real, like it did. When you had when you have the moment where Charizard is walking up to his trainer, like you can feel the scales on Charizard you and can the tell, weight, like, there's yeah, weight of yeah. It. exactly, like yeah. That was something that to me would have been hard to recreate 10, 15 years ago. So they waited till technology caught up to the times to be able to give us a movie like that. Like imagine, imagine doing a Pokemon with Mortal Kombat technology. It probably wouldn't hold up. The
1: scene, the scene. You know, you bringing that up about Charizard where uh, Pikachu is is basically in Justice Smith's arms yes. near the end, and you can see the hair, yeah. you know, in, and mm-hmm. some of it's matted and some of it's not, and it's like, this thing still looks like a cartoon. Yeah. But uh, you're buying every second of it, and and I love that.
0: How did What did you think of the overall story?
1: The overall story, I mean, I didn't have an original story to latch onto in the Pokemon universe, yes. so for me, I was okay with where it was going and what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I... Some of it was predictable, but there were some aspects where I was like, "Oh, that was that was new and fresh and kind of exciting." So, well, well, this I think it's really being a Pokemon fan myself.
2: I think it's really hard to do that story of the oh the kid leaves his town, he gets eight badges, and then he's you know the champion, whatever. Like yeah. that, mm-hmm. you have to tell a, a human story, right? And I think it's that was this is one of the two things I really liked about this film was that it was so meta. Yeah,
0: yeah, right, and it yeah. it's
2: it's that. Justice Smith the character that he plays Tim Goodman has fallen out of love with Pokemon.
0: Yeah.
2: Right? Yeah. And how true that is for all of the people that were watching. There was no child in the audience <laughs> for my viewing. There was not me either, one. Me either. One child. And it was all That's people interesting. our age and I think this movie was made to introduce kids yes mm-hmm. to Pokemon. Yeah. But also it was for us cuz there were a lot of Adult jokes in this movie. Oh yeah, oh, I, I Ryan,
1: was excited. special. Down.
0: I mean, yeah. Ryan Reynolds is playing like Pikachu, so he's writing obviously. the Deadpool card, and it's yeah.
1: working in everything he's doing. And Pikachu actually has some very sexually explicit <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> remarks. Yeah, taking
2: someone up to my place, uh, up my nose. Uh, Serenity now. <laughs> yeah. From Seinfeld. I, 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 <laughs> pretty good at being alone at night was another hey. joke that's very adult. And then uh, grow some berries and Yeah, I you think, like grow some line. berries. Yeah. I like to grow some berries and, so and then. Yeah. And this last one, uh, at this point, how can you not believe in climate change? Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. like no, that is, is this is some I like adult that.
1: stuff I, going on? I, I liked the uh, the basic bitch line where God, he like yeah. he walks in the apartment. He's like, "I'm bringing someone back to my apartment." I never do this. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah, exactly. <laughs> not
0: like oh yeah, well, that think, is not me. I think the overall story it was something that it was sort of a filler, in my opinion. I think they can absolutely build out a world to where they pop around the world to see. What Pokemon are doing in different parts? Because Rhyme, yeah. Rhyme City itself is essentially like a coexisting space between Pokemon and humans. Yeah, that's literally only that city. So what's happening in the rest of the world where these these Pokemon? The are trainer battles wild? are actually happening not yeah. on other yeah. ground. Yeah,
1: and they did uh, they did a quick little plug to that.
0: They did, they did. So you know, my intro into this world was you know Ash, Misty, and Brock. You know the yeah. the the holy trinity essentially. Going out into the world capturing Pokemon, but Ash trying to be the best trainer he can. I wanna be the very best. (laughs) Spencer, we're we're driving to the movie. We're driving to the movie,
1: and he goes, Gotta ask you one thing. You seen him? You seen any fuckers with a red hat? (laughs) And I'm like, Because I had already seen the movie once. And I go, Uh, are you talking easy? Like, okay,
0: okay. I was like, did they, sure. did they make did mention me. to Ash in any way, shape, or form? He's yeah. like, yeah, maybe. Like, just watch the movie. I'm like, God damn it, just tell me. I mean, I saw a red hat, but but I think there's a MAGA hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they can do so much with this film. And they can also they can almost make it an anthology of just them popping around the world and getting these intricate stories of what's happening around the world when it comes to Pokemon. One thing that it it definitely felt easy when it came to the script is Oh, the old white guy's the villain. Yeah. Okay.
1: Like Bill Nagy. <laughs> oh,
0: like we get it. Like even uh, uh, Chris Tucker said it in in Rush Hour. I think it was Rush Hour one or Rush Hour two. It was like, oh, find like just follow the evil white guy. Follow the old white guy. He's always the villain. Like that's the that's a trope in Hollywood. So when, when I saw him in the wheelchair, being like he wasn't the villain. I didn't disclose him as the villain. I'm like, oh, that's the villain. Somehow they're trying to get us away from him, but he's going to be the villain. I understand that.
1: What a, did you? You didn't think his son was the lead culprit? No, because it was very Incredibles two, right?
0: Exactly. Like they made the yes. son too evil too early. Yeah, so I thought when that you do too. That, a little. When you do that in a script, like it's it's easy to tell that no, this is smoke and mirrors.
1: You know, I said uh, I said to Spencer as well. I said, you know, as a new as a new poker fan, is that a word? Just made it. Um, <sighs> yes. Just, just stop, I tried. Just stop. Okay, redact that. <laughs> but uh, the opening scene. I mean, he's. Trying to match with a Pokemon. Yes, and he's got a Pokeball. Yes, and like I know what all of these things are. I don't know how this looks, and mm-hmm. I don't know the reasoning for it. And that was explained in a very condensed manner. Yeah, for any idiot, and I thought that was cool. Um, you know, any um, Pokemon did, idiot, I guess. You know, <laughs> so so who
0: would you like? Who would you say is your MVP of this game of the of this movie?
1: Oh, my MVP like, of that? this movie.
0: Who did it for you?
1: Um, <laughs> I would probably say Mewtwo. Okay. I mean as a straight MVP? Yeah. But I think I, I walked out I said uh, I even asked that cliché question. I said, "What Pokémon you want?" <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, "I want a Blastoise." <laughs> well, but me, uh, like
0: yeah. I would choose I would choose Mewtwo as well Mewtwo. because Mewtwo. going back to the games, like he was it wasn't really known that he was an evil Pokémon. They had a couple storylines with that. Yeah. But I'm happy that they played into that that classic storyline. You don't know what Mewtwo technically was because he actually didn't speak. You know, he was a psychic Pokemon, but right. he's a derivative of Mew. Now Mew was like the original, like ancient Pokemon. Oh, so oh, they I mean, were like, able they to extract him, yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. this yeah. Yeah. plays yeah. off DNA. of the
2: plot of the Pokemon the first movie, yes, yeah, which came out when we were kids and was fucking and, dope, right? And that, but that was Ooh. the whole point. It's playing to us. It's like it's it's like the Force Awakens, but <laughs> for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a good and, point. And um, gosh, what was I gonna say about this?
0: You're good. You're you're fine. I I don't even remember what I'm doing. Anyway, um,
2: so my MVP of this was whoever was in charge of the Easter eggs of this movie. And we kind of touched on that, right? Whoever was in charge of putting all the detail into this movie, I thought, um, for one, Pikachu having an addiction (laughs) is actually a Sherlock Holmes trope, right? Oh, crackhead. (laughs) In the BBC show, it's cigarettes. It's nicotine, right? He's addicted to nicotine. But in the actual novels, it was cocaine. Like he was addicted to cocaine. <laughs> that was a thing. Yeah. So, and having Pikachu <laughs> addicted to coffee, yeah. I think, is a great. With the uh, hat. Like he had yeah, like he a, Sherlock. a Sherlock Holmes hat. He
0: straight hat. up did. Totally. Yeah. I think yeah.
2: Jigglypuff with the microphone marker, yeah. <laughs> that's, that oh. is from the anime. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's an Easter egg from the anime where Jigglypuff put everyone to sleep. And then yeah. underneath the green top of that, what looks like a microphone is a marker, and then Jigglypuff would draw on people's faces. Yeah. Uh, another one, the Squirtle Firefighters. Yeah. Yes, yeah. like, yes. And the one
1: in the back falls on his uh, show, <laughs> and he can't get up. I was so, dying. So
2: that was part of the Squirtle Squad episode, mm-hmm. and they had to put out a fire in the forest. Squirtle yeah. was oh, Squirtle my. was. McGill. I like Squirtle. Yeah. Squirtle was dope. And then uh, the... The last one I want to mention is the detective movie that was playing when Tim walks in
0: right yeah, to the dad's apartment. It right. was
2: actually the fake movie called Angels with Filthy yeah. Souls
0: from Home Alone. Yeah. You, Kevin, you fucking leaned over to me and was like, that's from Home Alone? I'm like, yeah, I know. Well, I watch movies. Sorry for being... <laughs> do you know that we I got hyped when podcast? I saw it, though. And then I, I, after he was like, hey, that's the movie from Home Alone, I went... Did you know that it's fake? Like, oh, you're trying to throw me a tidbit? Bam! Take one of yourself. And you know what? I knew it was fake, <laughs> bitch. No, I think I think this movie was a great. It, to me, I aligned it with actually the Power Rangers movie that came out about two oh. years ago. It was something that it was a very bland palette. Like they gave you just enough to keep you intrigued. There were some Easter eggs in there, and to me, it's setting up a bigger world. Yeah, like it, this is going to be dope. If, if we get three or four more Pokemon movies. I'm all for it. I'm there first week. Um, I think we're going
2: to see more than just three or four.
1: Hopefully. I think so, too. Do you think Do you think we'll keep with the Justice Smith storyline, or do you think, you know?
0: I think I, Justice Smith is somebody that he's ascending in this world. Yeah. So if he has the helm for it, I think they're going to see where it he goes. And, he and Lucy Stevens? Like, you you, you have a in it. Why not yeah, yeah, keep yeah. going with it? Yeah, Although yeah, yeah. he needs to somehow find Ash. He needs to somehow find Misty and Brock, maybe as adults. Ryan Reynolds
1: has found a new franchise.
0: He does. He has, He's found a new as, franchise. As a dad, which I love.
1: Yo, the dad movies are coming in hot this summer.
0: <laughs> dad movies. That's <laughs> a central want, theme on this show. Listen, if you want to watch Ryan Reynolds as a dad, I highly recommend Definitely Maybe. It's him as a dad role. It might be his first dad role, but if you want to see Ryan Reynolds as a dad before you watch Pokemon, watch Definitely Maybe. Definitely. Maybe. De- Maybe. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs>
1: But no, you were pumping that earlier. But uh, no, I I mean, this was—I had a great time. Yeah, this film was a lot of fun, and uh, you know, I, I, as a novice Pokemon person, I I really enjoyed it, and I feel like I took a lot away from it actually. And I can go into the sequel and be like, ah, I know where I'm at. (laughs) I think what I hope that comes out of this is that the video game industry
2: sees the success of this movie and how it was executed, and like the attention to detail of the source material. And, and really giving it the love that it deserves. The studio. This is more of like for the studios, yes. right? Yeah. Because they yes. they just take something loose and they're like, "Well, that's you know Assassin's Creed," and it's like, "But it's not." It's not right. Yeah. yeah. And I think Absolutely. that like w- what we like about it. Yes, it played to our nostalgia. Like mm-hmm. we get it, but like take our money. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And they just did. They did such a great job at that, and the attention to detail. And you can, it makes it for a richer experience when you. Have those extra Easter eggs in there? So, mm-hmm. so
0: quick question: Do you think the success of, and I don't know how much I don't have pulled up right now, how much money Detective Pikachu made, but do you think the success of this movie helps make Zelda a little bit closer to real life? Here's the thing:
2: mm. so being a Nintendo, producer, Matt's a
1: huge Zelda fan. Being by the way. a
2: Nintendo nerd fanboy <laughs> that I am, uh, Pokemon Company is actually three part owned. It's only partly owned by Nintendo, they have a majority stake, mm-hmm. but right. a lot of the decisions that are made happen through the Pokemon Company for that. But it's also Game Freak is another mm. uh, shareholder of wow. that of that company.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so you always have to look through that lens. It's it might sway Nintendo. I don't think Super Mario Brothers can be done. I, I think it's you're how already How dare you! you. We how understand dare you. That but you're, you're already but you already understand like. <laughs> There's only so much, there's not much world building in that movie or in that Mm, show or or show in that, uh, in that video game. Yeah. But there, there's a lot of lore in Pokemon, right? There's a lot of things to take from. And I think Zelda has that, the Mm. the makings of that. It's just like, how are you going to tell it in a different way? And I think that's how Pokemon took the original source material, but told a different story in that same world. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think Zelda can do that. And I don't think Super Mario Brothers can do that. I think you can look to something like, um, oh gosh, what would work really well if uh, Sonic doesn't tank is Star Fox.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think a Star Fox movie would that. be
2: really cool. Yeah. Or, um,
1: Except Slippy. You know, Metroid uh, yeah. might be a, a cool movie. Um, well, I was going to say the pressure's on, I think the pressure's on Sonic right now. Like that, maybe it's not pressure, but. They nailed it. Uh,
0: I, I, well, and if, yeah. we're, if we're speaking candidly about Sonic, I'm actually mad that the directors actually saying that they're going to go redo uh, Sonic's design. I know because that's the fans are having too much say so on what's happening. Yeah, like you see, you see it with Game of Thrones right now, where these directors are literally apologizing after every single episode yeah. for their decisions. And I've said this before on this podcast put out your product and let us digest it how we want to digest it you can't wait don't allow us to change your product don't ask us what we thought of it and and trying to explain what you didn't put on camera what you put on camera what you put out to us that's that's it yeah that's all it is either like it or love it yeah like it or hate it i'm I'm, I'm, I'm
1: with you on that i'm with you on that
2: yeah and i mean we could talk about you know fandoms and and yeah. whatnot all day, yes. but let's continue this conversation on social media, you guys, huh? At Film Study Pod, you guys know how to plug this. I think LeBron's <laughs> going to be pumped with our he first be. time doing this this new format. But uh, make sure you follow uh, Film Study Pod on social at pacing or novels at Dane Mork at Uninterrupted. Uh, I'm going to run out of at symbols pretty soon here, <laughs> running out of characters. <laughs> But uh, subscribe to WRTS, rate us five stars review. And next week, we're going to be talking, we're going to be prepping you guys on Aladdin and we're going to be recapping John Wick 3.
0: Aladdin, please be good.